Hello, Warriors. What is up today? Uh, today, today is January the 13th, 2024. Uh, how are you guys? I hope you guys are having a great new year uh, so far. So far, so good for me. Uh, and so far, so good with um, the horror movie Warriors. We have been discussing the um, the Netflix series. Uh, uh, I mean, we, we just all love this series, okay? Um, Stranger Things. We have been discussing season four. And today, guys, we are discussing episode five, okay? And I am discussing episode five with Constance Goodrich, who you guys heard last week. Yes, you did. Um, for episodes one and episodes two. She's now back with me again for episode five. Uh, say hello to the listeners, Constance. Everyone, <laughs> and then Miss Christy Christy Escu Morris. Now she has been on uh horror movie warriors before, she's been on a handful of times. Um, yeah. uh, but she is now on for Stranger Things season four, episode five. Say hello to the uh, listeners, Christy. Hello, yes. Now, guys, now last night, okay, I discussed. Uh, episode four, of course, and I discussed it with Kelly Densmore. Um, uh, there were supposed to be two others on, but they, you know, uh, uh, well, the one is my pastor, Pastor Kevin Stevens. He was supposed to be on last night, but, you know, he lives in my hometown of Detroit, Michigan, or actually in a suburb of Detroit, Michigan, but he, uh, they're having a, a severe snowstorm there so he got on for a minute before i even started recording just to tell me and kelly that they have no wi-fi mm -hmm. at all and they he doesn't even know when their power is going to go out because it, it was flickering his power was flickering mm -hmm. and he said we don't know what's going to happen so i'm not going to be able to stay on i said no problem pastor because you are on next week's episode anyway um uh, so um it, but and uh, um, the other girl, um, Jamila, uh, uh, which you, you remember Jamila Costance, don't you remember? Mm -hmm. She was on the yep. it episode. Um, <clears throat> she, um, you know, she's busy herself. So, uh, but I know that she's going to be kicking herself for not being on yesterday. <laughs> but she's on next week too. So uh, both of them still have a chance to discuss this great series. But, but. Me and Kelly, um, we, we discussed a lot last night, but we forgot one pivotal thing to discuss. And I'm going to bring it up here because I know people are going to listen to, to last night's episode and they're going to be pissed off because <laughs> I did not, neither one of us mentioned this, okay? We touched on Victor Creel, but we did not discuss. Gus, who was playing Victor Creel, okay? We did not discuss Robert England in this fantastic series. I'm going to rectify that right now, okay? Robert England, the legend, was in Stranger Things episode four, and he did such a phenomenal job. He did as as great as Sadie Sink, you know, if not better. Because that's all we ranted and raved about last night was Sadie Sink's performance, you know. But, I mean, but Robert England was so good, too. And it was great to see him on the opposite side, if you will, of Freddy Krueger. Because, mm -hmm. you know, Freddy Krueger, he was the villain, you know, in that mm -hmm. Nightmare on Elm Street. And this turned it around. His son. <laughs> His son. You know, and we don't know that now. We don't know that right, right now. All we know is that Victor, he knew of a demon. Was mm -hmm. hunting his family. That's all he knew. He didn't know yep. anything else. But it was so great to see that other side 
of Robert England. It's like, you know, they twist it, you know. But, you know. And I think, uh, Constance, me and you spoke on, on you know, how, how this season was kind of like a correlation or mirroring. And, and I still don't know if I'm saying that word right. Mirroring a nightmare in Elm Street. And, and yeah, yeah. yeah. And if you notice, when we first meet uh, Victor Creel, he's scratching his desk mm-hmm. the way that Fred Krueger scratched, you know, you know, like the cardboard, you know, and stuff like that. Yeah, I, I just really thought, it, you know. Uh, and I apologize to the listeners for not saying anything about Robert England last night. I that was my fault. I did not. <laughs> I I didn't even think about Robert England. And I, so this morning, when I started listening to the podcast, and I was like, oh my gosh, I didn't even mention Robert England. I am such a fool for that. <laughs> so now it is re- rectified. I have spoken about him now. Uh, what do you ladies think about Robert England being in Stranger Things? I, I, I just think it. I, I think he needs to be on next season. I do. <laughs> I really do. Christy, what do you think about uh, Robert England being on uh, Stranger Things? I mean, anytime I can see Robert England, I'm happy. So um, I'm I'm glad to see him on. Um, I hope I do hope to see him in uh, in future seasons. Um, I think we tend to always think of him as just being Freddy Krueger, but he is very talented. Yes, um, he is. More than just Freddy Krueger, but um, that's kind of you know the iconic role that he's known for. Um, but yeah, I thought he was great, and I also like the idea that you know um, they cast him in a role where you know he's the one that's being victimized right and, yeah and not the not the pursuer so mm-hmm. i enjoyed that i did too and, and Constance, what do you think hon uh um what do you think of robert england in stranger things i like how he's no longer the prey he's not he's like the prey he's not the predator this time yeah i'm like you know, and then, like, of course, like, how you touch upon later on, he doesn't know it now, but he finds out a very large secret. I'm not going to say it, because for people who haven't seen all of yeah. season four, but um, it's, I don't care if, if he's, if he's in the movies for any type of role in a TV series, I, I, I'm watching it just because he is that good of an actor. I love him. He is. Yeah. Robert England really is a good actor. He's been in uh, tons of movies. I know of one movie that I've seen him in uh, with Leah Thompson. Mm-hmm. And um, uh, in that movie, Leah Thompson is an abused wo- woman. She's an abused wife who is sent to jail along with her husband because of what he did but she's not telling people he did it because you know she's quote unquote still in love with him and because she's scared of him too Mm. and uh now robert england plays her i guess kind of stepdad because she finds out that her sister is actually really her mother and Whoa. Robert England, yeah, Robert England played um, her, her husband. So it, it's it's a lot, but it's really good too. It's really good. I, I'm gonna see if I can uh, look it up on YouTube because you know YouTube has has some of those Lifetime movies that they always always used to play, and that's what this movie is. It it was a Lifetime movie. So I'm gonna see if I if I can find it on YouTube and um, post it to our group chat. So you guys can see it. It was really good. Uh, Robert England really played his part well. But but Robert England has always said that he likes to play the sidekick. So, <laughs> and I can I, see that. I'm actually remembering him from V as well. And shout out to next year's Texas Frightmare. I'm excited about Michael Ironside. Yeah, I am too. That, yeah. I am too. Now see, 
I'm different though. I'm re- I'm um, anxious to meet my own iron side because of uh, <laughs> because of prom night too. Hello, Mary Lou. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, because of that one, and um, oh, there's another movie that he's in that I wanted to talk about with him. Oh, uh, the Karate Kid, uh, the next Karate Kid. He said that too. Yeah, that's right. With Swank. Yep. And I want to see if he's going to come to Cobra Kai and, you know, wreak havoc. You know, and, you know, I, and I talked about this before, before um, uh, on uh, one of my um, podcast episodes, how I, I don't think that Michael Ironside has ever been uh, not the villain. I've never seen him play anything but a villain. I think V is probably the closest because he's not really a villain. He's more like an anti-hero. Uh-huh. Yeah. The good guys, but he's still, you know, right. the, the heavy. But I think that's probably the closest that he's come to not being a villain. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. Well, somebody did say that he did play, a, you know, a non-villain once, but I've just never seen it. You know, uh, I, I do like Scanners too, as well. You know, yeah. Scanners, Scanners too. You know, I like that. Yeah. So, well, back to the conversation at hand, ladies. Okay. So, what do you guys think of the fifth episode of Stranger Things? Because let me tell you, uh, Stranger Things uh, 2 was really exciting. Me and Constance talked about that along with Joshua Grant last Saturday. But the third episode, which I discussed with um, Allison Stone Whale and her sister, Rachel, uh, we didn't like the uh, third episode. The third episode just, it, it dragged to us and it was kind of a, a, a buzzkill, if you will. <laughs> but, but episode four, me and Kelly, we had nothing but great things to say, say about episode four. You know, mm-hmm. even though, like I said, I did leave out Robert England. I'm sorry about that. <laughs> uh, but, uh, but it was a great episode. And episode five, it we're nearing. I mean, we're we're getting up. We're getting up there, you know. And the ride is about to be spectacular. Yep. You know. Cool. And so I, I'm just wondering, what do you guys think about episode five? And Constance, I'll ask you first. Uh, what do you think about episode five? <laughs> It is one of the episodes that really get me going, besides uh, episode four. Um, it does bring back one of my least favorite characters. We will talk about him. But um, I hate him to death, but um, we'll talk about him. Yeah. Uh, I, but the whole episode in itself, again, shows good transitions between... Um, you know, Russia, the kids trying to deal with Vecna, and then, like, having, you know, Murray and Joyce trying to help Hopper and stuff. It's like, I love, and plus, again, it's an episode that I can't keep my eyes off of. There's not one moment that keeps me looking away. So, definitely, I have to say one of the better episodes Mm-hmm. In the series, yes, most definitely. And, and how about you, Christy? What What do you think about um, uh, episode five? I do really love this episode, and I think it's really pivotal because it it sets up so many critical. Mm-hmm. It really does put a lot of the dominoes in place that you need to really wrap this thing up. And um, I agree with the transition. Um, I think that the directing is so clean because you can see, they don't just transition between the storylines really well, Mm -hmm. but you can also see how the storylines are layered on each other Mm -hmm. and how all of the kids are on their own journey, but their journeys are really parallel to each other. Um, And the way that they laid that out is so clean. Like it was just very, very clever and seamless. Um, and uh, I was really impressed. Um, and it also really establishes um, 
I cannot think of the the kid, the the blonde, the Dirk. Oh, Jason. Yes, Jason. It really establishes him as being a true villain. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. you can kind of see him as maybe you missed it before this, but after this point, it's like, no, no, no. Mm. He's just straight up a villain. He doesn't really care about right. what actually is happening. He's made up his own mind, and he is 100% a villain. Right, yeah. And that's what I think, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, um, so, who's your favorite characters um, in this one? Uh, Chrissy, I'll um, start with you with you first, and then I'll ask Constance. Uh, who is your favorite um, character? Mm. I think in this episode, I, I, I have to split it between two, because I think you really start to see two of them in a different light. Um, and one of them is the, the um, guy that is in jail with Hopper. The, oh yeah, yeah. I forget his name right now, but yeah, oh. I forget his name. Yes, but I, you really start to see him differently. You start to see him as a as a person, right? You start for him, um, and I like that transition. Um, and I also really, really like um, oh, and I'm so terrible with names. The the stoner that drives the van. <laughs> uh, Argyle. 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 Yes. Argyle. <laughs> oh my gosh, Argyle. Um, because he starts to kind of go from being just this like quirky sidekick to actually being part of the team, yeah, and being integrated into the team. Um, and I, I enjoyed that too. And, yes, uh, his his meltdown when they're very yeah, <laughs> that was so <laughs> cute, wasn't it? <laughs> that was my favorite part. <laughs> Oh, oh guys, and how about you, Constance? Who was your favorite um uh, character? In Again, I'll say this: in this entire season, Eddie is always going to be my number one. Oh well, well just he is Eddie. everybody's favorite character. Um, but for this particular episode, it comes down to a combination of uh two people because of just how. One is very protecting, the other one's just like downright funny. But <laughs> my first one is Lucas, just because he starts seeing Max suffering, and he had always seen it, but now he's like truly trying to help mm-hmm. yeah. her out and trying to make sure that she knows that she's not alone. Right. And it's like throughout through the entire episode, he starts going, "You know what? I don't care about those popular kids. I I'm here for you." Right. You know, and it's just that, and it's just like going back to uh, episode four, what got me going about Lucas originally was that scene in the graveyard where he's like, I don't need a letter. I mm-hmm. want you. I don't yeah. want your words, you know, and he was like saying this like very passionate thing to her. So it's just gotten into episode five where he just started really sh- showing that emotion for her and I just love his heroics, his moments where he's trying to make her smile and laugh and kind of look past the fear and everything. But right. I have to hand it down to another one though, and it'd be Dustin. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, just for the solid fact during the entire episode, it's particularly all of a sudden him and Steve cannot be pulled apart for two seconds and they're arguing throughout the entire right. thing. <laughs> and it's like, so I'm, you know, and that that's what kind of made a comment relief for me too, because Dustin, I'm sorry, he has his moments where I'm just like, oh my God. And then of course, you know, Steve like denying stuff and him going, mm-hmm, yeah, right, 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 you know. So, I mean, it, it was just, those two just really got me this episode. <laughs> yes, I, I tell you what, and I've uh, mentioned this, um, if you guys go back and listen to the episodes that I've done, I totally love Dustin and Steve's relationship. Yeah, I believe that they have the greatest chemistry of all time. But, but um, Galen, I, I think that's a testament to Galen's uh, acting. Because oh Galen God. has great chemistry also with the guy who plays Eddie. Yes. And I don't I, he, I, I don't know if it's 
them bringing out the best in Galen or if Galen is just so just naturally gifted you know that he is able to get the best out of other people you know I don't I I, I haven't decided which is which yet (laughs) but he is he is great Uh, but for my favorite character uh, just based on I'm just going off of his comedic timing alone is Argyle I, yeah. I loved Argyle in this episode. <laughs> he was just so funny. Hilarious. Okay, so who was everybody's least favorite character? Now, I should just say, uh, let's go one, two, three, and then just say the name because I know we all probably have the same at least favorite character. So on the count of three, we're going to call out the name, okay? <laughs> one, two, three, Jason. Yeah, Jason. <laughs> uh, nope. Jason is the second one. I have another one because oh. I can't pick that. Who, who was your other one? Dr. Brenner. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. How could we forget about Dr. Brenner? Mm. How could we forget? Yes, let's talk about Dr. Brenner, shall we? Mm-mm. Uh... <laughs> Uh, Dr. Okay, Brenner. Let, me, let me just start out by saying, since season one, I hated this man. Yes. He did not yeah. care for Elle. He did not care about nope. Elle's wellness or her health or anything. He was using her the entire it was time. About the moment he got her back in season, in episode five, the moment he got her back, he throws her into a deprivation tank and sends her into this nightmare where she almost seizes up and the only person who cares is Sam. Yep. So I hate this man. I hate him. Yes. Uh, see, I, I, I agree with you, um, Dot Constance. He did not care in the least about um, Elle. She was an experiment to him. I think that's all, what they all were, actually. I think they were all experiments. I mean, uh, you know, uh, number uh, eight could have been eleven. You know, and, you know, we saw number eight in episode in um, uh, season two. You know, she could she could have easily have been in eleven suits. You know, but she chose to run away. She got out. You know, uh, but. Uh, but yeah, uh, um, I, I can absolutely see why you would say Dr. Brenner is your second choice. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he is, without a doubt, a despicable man. A despicable man, you know. Uh, and and it, it makes me wonder how, how Owens can even deal with him and be around him, you know. And, yeah. and you know, and... And we did, me, Rachel, and Allison, we touched on this last Sunday for um, for episode three. Um, Allison pulled out a good point. You know, she's like, you know, I have trust issues with Dr. Owens. Because, you <laughs> right. know, because, you know, because he is, you know, still talking with um, Dr. Brenner. But... But you know, I like I said, I said, uh, well, you know, if he wanted to kill Elle, if he wanted to harm her in any kind of way, she would he would have given her up to the Colonel Sullivan, mm-hmm. you know. So I don't think that she has anything to worry about with him. But you never know, and that is the brilliance that is this show. It keeps you on your feet man i mean and 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 sometimes the show goes somewhere you don't think that it's gonna go you know somebody always winds up being who we didn't think that they were at first so so very well it it, very well may have a different dr owens in season five we don't know we don't know we don't know. Mm-hmm. Yep, that's the brilliance of this show. We do not know. 
Uh, okay, so what is your favorite scene uh, in this episode? Uh, Constance, I'll go with you first uh, for this question. What is your favorite uh, scene in uh, episode five? It's kind of a mock, uh, it's kind of a contender between two of them because I just like both of them a lot. The first one I like is when Murray is in the plane and he's like trying to like oh, fight yeah. Fury. Oh my <laughs> god. Um, that scene just got me how he was it, it was just classic Murray to me. I'm sorry. I just <laughs> love Murray. But um, it was that one because it just made me laugh really hard. And then with Joyce going, I told you not to knock him out. <laughs> my other one though my big one though is in the scene where they break or yeah where they kind of break and enter into the uh, Creole house and um, everybody goes to split up in groups and uh, Steve gets all upset he's like we're always a group and he's like what are you saying Dustin's like what are you saying like going up the stairs after him uh-huh. I'm sorry that's to me, they sounded like an old married couple just like bickering going up the stairs. Uh, to me, they they sounded like big brother, little brother. <laughs> Steve's the big, older, you know, uh, popular brother and Dustin's the, the little dorky brother that's trying to be just like him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, gosh. Um, okay, before I get to you, Christy, yeah. I, I do have something to say. I, I too had two least favorite characters. I put Jason as one, but the other least favorite character that I had written down is, uh, and I just mentioned his name a few minutes ago, uh, Colonel uh, Sullivan. Did not like that man. I, I mean, he is hell bent on finding Elle to kill her. To kill Elle, and she didn't do anything wrong, but be created herself. She was created, okay, and and to no fault of her own, she has these powers because somebody created the powers that yeah. she has. So yeah. she, to me, Elle is just as innocent as Eddie is, but she's she's being targeted. For reasons unknown. I mean, I know that, you know, they have the pictures of the dead people and they're like, well, somebody is doing this, you know, and, you know, it's got to be her because she has this type of power. Right. (laughs) But it's not true. It's not true. And, uh, and so, yeah, he's my least favorite. Uh, Yeah. Yes. Now, Miss Christy. I'm going to go to a break first, and then you can tell us who what your favorite scene is, okay? I'm going right. to go to a quick break, and we will be right back after this. Do you guys love horror toys? Are you a horror collector? Well, there's a store in Allen, Texas named Elm Street Toys that sells all things horror. You can buy action figures, Chucky dolls, board games, and even air freshener. Elm Street Toys is ridiculously inexpensive. You guys can get a Mezco 172 Collective Halloween 2 Michael Myers for $89.99 off of their website. Their website is www.elmstreettoys.com. If you guys can't make it into, into the store, you guys can definitely go on their website and shop until you drop. Again, the name is Elm Street Toys. The location is Allen, Texas. And if you guys cannot get to the store, the website is www.elmstreettoys.com. Enjoy your horror toys. 
All right, Warriors, we are back from our, our break. Um, Christy, what is your favorite scene in uh, season five of Stranger Things, season four? Um, I would say I have two. One of them is just for the comedy of it, and the other one is because it was so well done and so unique. Um, and the first one is for the comedy of it is when uh, Argyle has his meltdown when they're yeah. burying the <laughs> yeah that's that absolutely hilarious. <laughs> oh my gosh, just thinking about it makes me laugh. Um, really, really funny, and him making that cardboard headstone from the pizza pot. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Oh my word. Ah, uh, love it. So that I love. But one of the most unique scenes that I absolutely loved was towards the end when Eddie is trying to get away from Jason and, and oh, he's yes. throwing the boat out and Patrick dies and yeah. you know gets levitated. That was so well done and I didn't see it coming. And like the way that it was filmed, to me, it made it probably the most dramatic death outside of Chrissy's. <laughs> when you first see that happen, you're just like, whoa, what right. that happened? Um, it was just super dramatic. I didn't expect it to happen, especially not in the middle of the lake in the water. Um, and then them flashing back to the kids in the house with the flashlights. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. I just thought that was really cool, the way that it was done. Um, so those were my two favorite scenes. Yes, yes. Uh, I, I got you. I got you. Uh, well, uh, my favorite scene... Uh, it's actually one of my favorite scenes. Is actually your favorite scene, uh, Constance, <laughs> when when Murray's uh, 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 kicking Yuri's butt in the plane, <laughs> and he knocks him out. And George is like, "I said, don't knock him out." And, and so they have to fly the plane themselves. Now I know that in real life they would have been dead. Okay, they would be gone. They they're not surviving nothing. Okay, in real life. But it made for some good TV. Yes. Okay. <laughs> it did. It made for some good TV. And um, uh, now I didn't write this down, but I do agree with you, um, uh, Christy, because uh, uh, that whole scene with uh, with uh, Patrick yeah. being lifted up into the air, and 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 then you know uh, Eddie seeing get somebody else you know get killed by Vecna you know I, that it, it was a very good scene and it was a very pivotal mm -hmm. scene too so yes. uh yeah it I mean it you know it had it was a scene that had to happen mm -hmm. yes yeah yeah so I like I said I didn't write it down but I did think about it last night when I uh when I was watching it again mm -hmm. i said oh my gosh yeah. i should write this down because this actually is a good scene <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> this is a good scene but i chose the other two you know yeah. probably because of the comedic factor because i love yeah. you know i love to laugh too as much as i love to be scared i love to laugh so <laughs> well okay so what is your least favorite scene and Miss Christy, I'll start with you for this one. And then Constance, I'll ask you the same thing. Uh, what is your least favorite scene in um, episode five? I think my least favorite scene is actually at the very end when Eleven realizes that she's going to have to go back to the doctor because she's not going to be able to, to help. You know, she's not going to be able to be at 100% unless she goes with him yep. because as much as you hate him oh, right and you don't want him to be with her at all you want her to run away but he's the only one that can not, help right he, she's not gonna be able to help anybody and and mm -hmm. him you know her having to take his hand and call him papa uh, <laughs> did not like that yeah that was that was cringeworthy it really mm -hmm. was and how about you, Constance? Do you have the same scene or do you have a different scene? No, it's the same scene. It's like I like I said, I hate that man to death. I would have rather seen her tear him apart or like throw him across the bunker <laughs> or whatever that they were in or whatever. But 
for her to realize that, hey, I need to help my friends, but he's the only one who can help me. And it's like being stuck between a rock and a hard place. The only way that she knows how is yep. to take his hand. And I'm just like, don't, at least don't call him Papa. Don't do it. Don't do it. When she called him, I was like, oh, God. Yeah. You know, yeah. Well, she had to. I mean, she, if yeah. she was going to do yeah. this. I know she had to, but it, it, it just seems it really bad to hear her say that. I'm like, no, no, don't do it. Right, right. Hey, I understand. I understand completely. <laughs> <laughs> well, my least favorite scene is when Jason and his group of witch hunters, because that's what they are. I don't care what anybody says. Right. They are witch hunters. Yeah. Um, uh, that witch hunter mentality, which I will be talking about shortly. Um, mm -hmm. When uh, when uh, his group of witch hunters find Eddie, my heart literally stopped the first time I saw it, and I was like, "Oh my gosh, run, Eddie, run! Don't don't let them get you! Don't let them find you!" <laughs> right? You know, I, I, yeah. I, I'm, I'm. Oh yeah, there will be more about the witch hunt. There will be more. So, <laughs> but um, sure. okay. So, my other question is now. Uh, Constance um has already answered this like twice already. But um, <laughs> like, what do you, Miss Christie? What do you think of the villain and his signature kill? You know, we just talked about how Patrick was, you know, lifted up into the air. You know, uh, what do you think about the kill this season and? And do you think Vecna is uh, the best villain? Like Constance, you know, and, and she's not the only one. Constance, you're not the only one. Kelly loves Vecna. Allison mm -hmm. and Rachel loves Vecna. You know, he is, without a doubt, one of the best villains or, or scary monsters actually, since Freddy Krueger. And actually for Christmas, this is how much I love Vecna. My yeah. husband got me a figure of Vecna that oh, wow. stays in his face and um he sits in my office and I love him to death. So awesome. <laughs> very nice. Um I I would agree. He's he's definitely the strongest villain in the in one of the best television villains. I would say that he rivals Freddy Krueger. I would, I would say that he's up there with those iconic villains for sure. Um, and the, the kills are, are super, super unique. Um, the, the way that he, you know, twists and bends their bodies, um, yeah. and doesn't just, you know, kill them is very interesting. Um, almost like breaking their soul with their body, you know, right. um, he's pulling out the last bit. That's very interesting. Um, and ironically, uh, got me in some trouble with some um, people that I go to church with because they watched the first episode and got completely freaked out oh, and, and were like staged an intervention with me and were like, are you okay? Like, do we need to pray for you? And I'm like, it's, it's fine. <laughs> it's, it's make believe. It's okay. Breathe. Breathe. Right. Um, because mm -hmm. it, it freaked them out so bad, and and I do get it. Like it, it's it's creepy um, on a whole another level, um, but I also like, and I think this is purposeful because I'm also a gamer nerd, and mm -hmm. uh, I'm old Dungeons and Dragons, and yes. there's so much crossover. And I told them, I said, you know, literally. Stranger Things is like, what if Dungeons and Dragons could happen in real life? Yes. Yeah. That's what it is. And and I said, so I already know what this is. I'm familiar with this. And uh, I don't think that helped my cause because apparently they don't like Dungeons and Dragons either. <laughs> <laughs> that freaked them out more. I don't I can't win. I, I, yeah. It's doing? okay. Um, I I went back home for Christmas. True story. I went back home for Christmas, and some of my some of my D and D friends had heard I was back home for like 
two and a half weeks. So they um, wanted me to have like an old campaign with them. So we did and we had it at my mom and dad's house. And my mom and dad, kid you not, they are highly religious. So anything like this, they don't like, but they support me. They support me in it because they know it makes me happy. But, but the funny thing was my mom's look on her face the entire time we were doing the campaign at her kitchen table, rolling dice and doing stuff like that. And she was just like, what are you, what creature, like what's going on? And like, after they all left, I had to explain to her every single little detail of what D&D was and about levels and about my character and about everything. It was funny. It was just seriously funny. funny. (laughs) And now does he have a appreciation for it now? A little bit more because she says it just reminds her of like a, um, very advanced adult board game mm-hmm. oh and i'm like yeah and i'm just like well mom you're kind of saying it correctly it is in a very adult board game yeah, that's really yeah that's actually yeah. basically what it is yeah yeah me and my friends we actually uh got online on a virtual tabletop and gamed in the new year so we got on at like nine o'clock and played until midnight awesome Mm-hmm. Nice. It was fun. Yes. But I'm old, and I'm like, I shouldn't be doing this all the time because I'm old. <laughs> <laughs> right? <laughs> oh, well. well, shoot, yeah. I mean, once you, and we talked about this before the before the podcast even began. Once you reach a certain age, there's, there's some things that you can't do and yeah. some things that you just don't want to do, okay? <laughs> So, uh, but, uh, but yeah, the, the kill, uh, see the kill, you know, like Satcher's kill, Chrissy's kill, um, Mm -hmm. Fred's kill was all so creative. And even, you know, and I don't want to mention this because there were kids involved, but, um, even the massacre, you know, at the, at the, you know, Hawkins, Hawkins lab, you know, uh, even that. And, and it pains me to say this, but it was, it was very creative, you know, mm-hmm. how one or Vecna or Henry, whoever, you know, whatever name we want to call him, uh, yep. how he killed them all, you know, it, it is very creative. And like I said, I, that hurts me to say because cause they, they, they were all kids, you know, Yeah. Uh, some of them were very young. Some of them were like six, had to be about six or seven years old. Yeah. Um, but mm-hmm. um but yeah, the the kill scene is way, way creative. So mm-hmm. yeah, and, and all of us, all of the guests thus thus far has said the same thing. How Vecna is the greatest villain mm-hmm. and how mm-hmm. the kill is very creative. So uh okay, so my last question is uh my deep question. Uh, how does episode five pertain to the Bible? And I'll go first for this, guys. Uh, um, now, for this episode, I had to pray on this episode because I wasn't really, I w- nothing was coming at me for this episode like mm-hmm. it did for yesterday and even on Sunday in, in the second episode that uh, I did with Constance. Uh, mm-hmm. Nothing came at me so you know i prayed on it you know um to what to write for this question because nothing really stood out to me biblically but um i've said about jason and the other basketball team members how they seem to be on a witch hunt mm-hmm. now so i'm going to speak on that for this episode I'm going to speak on that. A witch hunt or the witch hunt mentality refers to a situation uh, in which people are treated unfairly, uh, targeted unfairly, and persecuted based on suspicions, rumors, or unfounded accusations. 
Now, the Bible doesn't really have scriptures on witch hunters, but we do see it in the Bible with the Pharisees and the Sadducees working against Jesus because they didn't believe him to be the son of God. Now, there is one particular scripture that I read, and I was reluctant to write it down because, uh, to be truthful, I don't think that it really fits this episode. I kind of think it fits tomorrow's uh, episode more. But I, but the Holy Spirit just wouldn't let this wouldn't, wouldn't let the scripture go. So, <laughs> so, so, uh, so I'm gonna uh, read it, and you guys can let me know if you guys think you know if this for today or tomorrow. But okay. but uh, the scripture that I have is Romans 13, and it's one through 14. But I think it's uh, it kind of like paraphrase too. I got it off Google. Uh, Romans 13, 1 through 14 says, let every person be subject to the governing authorities. For there is no authority except from God. And those that exist have been instituted by God. Therefore, whoever resists the authorities resists what God has appointed. And those who resist will incur judgment. For rulers are not a terror to good conduct, but to bad. Would you have no fear of the one who is in authority? Then do what is good, and you will receive his approval. For he is God's, uh, for he is God, uh, for your good. He is God's for your good. But if you do wrong, be afraid, for he does not bear the sword in vain. For he is the servant of God, an avenger who carries out God's wrath on the wrongdoer. Therefore, one must be in sub subjection, not only to avoid God's wrath, but also for the sake of conscience. And that's the end of the scripture. Now, I don't know if this scripture was, if, if this scripture goes along with this episode. And the more I, the more I read it, the more I think it fits tomorrow's episode. Uh, but, <laughs> but Jason doesn't even want to know the truth. Eddie was a freak to him. And he didn't want to accept that his girlfriend went to a complete stranger <laughs> slash freak. So he would have, so he's trying to do anything, including disobeying and going over the authorities and inciting a lynch mob to hurt mm -hmm. or even kill it. So, okay, I got to ask, do you guys think that that scripture is for today or tomorrow's episode? Because I, I'm reading it even now and I'm like, Lord, I think this is for tomorrow. <laughs> you know, because uh, I mean, episode six. I mean, we really—that was—that's when you know we're we're getting to the top of that roller coaster, and it's about mm -hmm. to go down. You know, so yeah, that's true. Uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> so, what do you guys think about that scripture? Scripture I just read. Do you guys think that if it's today or tomorrow? I think it could go either way. Yeah, I think so too. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it kind of explains about what was going on with Jason near the end, how he actually went into the water to go after Eddie. I mean, you know, so he was that dedicated, or should I say that stupid to let his concept of Eddie get to him overpowering to go swim out to try to take care of Eddie in his own way. Yep. Right. But I mean, that script could go either way. I mean, I could see it for today and tomorrow's episode, really. Yeah. 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 And, and that's another thing, though, guys. I'm like, so what? Okay. You, you're afraid, afraid that Eddie's this. Uh, killer and doing all this satanic stuff. 
okay, what exactly were you going to do to him when you did right? get him? Yeah. Right? What could you do to him? He's, He's viciously murdering people and Right. And so you think that you and your natural mind can mm -hmm. no 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 so that should be a sign right there that he did not think that eddie killed chrissy he just wanted to kill eddie because he was a freak and his girlfriend was with him right yep i agree there's no other explanation for it yes that's so totally agree yeah but how do you guys think it pertains to the Bible? Uh, uh, Christy, I'll go with you first. Uh, how do you um, feel that uh, it pertains to the Bible? If you have an opinion on it, on it at I, all. I do. So we had gone through Second uh, Timothy in um, my Bible study not too long ago. And I feel like this ties into what you were talking about, about the witch hunt and um, people who think that they're doing things righteously. <laughs> Mm -hmm. when they're not um so in second uh, timothy four and this is the last letter that paul wrote to timothy this is he knows he's gonna die so you know we talked right. a lot about how when you're writing something that you know is going to be the last thing that anybody hears it's very important this is the most important thing that you have to say right and he's talking a lot about false teachers and uh so first timothy um or second timothy verse chapter four, uh, he says, I charge you in the presence of God and Jesus Christ, who is judge to the living and the dead, and by his appearing in his kingdom, preach the word, be ready in season and out of season, reprove and rebuke, exhort and exhort with complete patience and teaching, for the time is coming when people will not endure sound teaching. They will have itching ears and they will accumulate for themselves teachers to suit their own passions. And they will turn away from listening to truth and wander off into myths. And I think that's 100% what was happening. Um, they didn't want to hear the truth. Right. So they wanted somebody to tell them what they wanted to hear, which was, this is a totally normal, natural thing that, that this guy is doing. There's nothing supernatural about it. And the boogeyman is somebody that's flesh and bone that we can put our hands on. Um there's not a supernatural component to it. Um, they didn't want to believe that there was a supernatural component to it. Um, and Jason, like you said, he just wanted vengeance um, mm -hmm. because Eddie was with his girlfriend and mm -hmm. that was unacceptable to him. Yep. Exactly. Exactly. And Constance, what do you um, think, hon? Do you have an opinion on it? I have to go with what you guys are saying, but my target's more towards his inevitable mind of persecuting someone who had done nothing wrong in the first place. And right. it, I mean, like from the beginning, he was calling him a freak in the lunchroom. Yeah. And, and like I told you before in that episode, the thing I admire about Eddie, Eddie could be slandered against. Eddie could be told all this stuff and all he all he does is i don't care keep throwing it at me you know and right he just keeps being that just himself. gives me more like, ammunition man yeah and especially in this episode you actually start seeing jason losing himself more than he had ever had in any of the episodes like he don't care anymore if he can <laughs> kill eddie i bet he, he would the moment yeah. he got above him yeah he could have he could have been in handcuffs in the back of a cop car and he would have still thought what he done was right right yep so you know and it goes back to personal revenge for me it's like oh i'm gonna come after you for what just because your girlfriend came to me because she needed a way to get rid of these nightmares and i was the only person she could think of right you know you know, so it just makes me wonder how much delusional his mind had become for him to actually swim out into the middle of a lake and watch his buddy die, which is kind of a funny thing to me because now he said he didn't believe in the supernatural, right? Yeah, <laughs> yep. 
I, and well, I meant now, it. Yep. Now Jason got to see it. His own personal two eyes. He got to see Patrick mm -hmm. being killed by Vecna, but in his eyes, I'm believing at this point, which I always thought through season four, Jason now thinks that Eddie has some demonic evil power that is causing him to kill in this way and he had just demonstrated it in front of his eyes to keep him away from the boat but in all reality eddie wasn't doing it, it was vecna right so it's all about personal revenge for me in this episode it's like come on jason just let it go your girlfriend went to him you didn't go to her right so exactly and not only that if he had that power why would he be hiding yeah, exactly. So he, but he wanted to, yeah. Why would he be hiding? Exactly. He so didn't that's have my to point. Hide. That's my point. He like, if someone has that type of power, why would they be hiding from you in a bunch of like mortal beings? Okay, I'm sorry. That that's just stupid. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the, you I you would be nothing to them. They could like, uh, yeah. you know, uh, make, kill you with a flick of his hand. Hello. <laughs> the other thing is, he keeps thinking that that Eddie is demon possessed, but honestly, at this point, he's the one that's possessed. Yeah, yes, so yes. Consumed I, I believe with that. this idea. Yeah, that he, and he let the hatred right. consume him. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Yes, that he is possessed. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yep, and I people mean, don't understand that. It's, it's like what one of my friends said. And I mean, she's a D and D player too. She, I played with her when I was down there. But me and her got talking, and she says, "You know, one of the strangest things that I've found out in this world, people who think that they're doing the righteous act of God, is sometimes so consumed with what is wrong and what is right in their mind that they totally let it get to their 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 sub being of yep. who they once were, and they let it change them." She says, it's just that. She says, I'm a Christian myself. She said, don't think I'm not telling you that, you know, I'm not a Christian. But she says, at the same time, she says, it makes the rest of us look bad because they're suddenly pulling us into this pool of reputation yep. of what they're doing. Right. And I was just like, you know, I never thought of it that way. Like she had, she had such a clear-minded opinion about it i just could not look past what she said i was like wow that's just amazing it, it's so true though um you guys may have seen me um uh when we had before we um got on the podcast i was right i was on my, my phone um typing mm -hmm. something well mm -hmm. a facebook friend of mine actually and we went to school with each other and everything like that she is she is a conservative Mm -hmm. uh, and, and I hate to talk about politics on here, I really do. But but she is a conservative, and but she is also a, a Christian, and she has, uh, she's now like, she's seeing the, uh, she's seeing the light. Actually, mm -hmm. she's seeing how the conservatives have, you know, some not good things, you know, uh, and. Um, uh, but she's still a conservative you know it's kind of like me yeah. you know i see the bad that the democrats do but i'm still a democrat you know and, and i have my own reasons why i'm still a democrat but um uh, but i see don't don't get it twisted i see the wrong <laughs> you know right. i see the wrong in both of them actually that's why i don't like i can't stand politics at all but she was like why can't Christians just admit that they that they sin too sometimes? And I said, <laughs> I laughed. I said, sometimes, girl, I am a sinner. I'm not a sinner just some of the time. I am a sinner. Okay, I am a sinner that is saved by grace and by mercy, by His grace and mercy. There is no sometime about this sin thing okay okay that, that let's get that right now there is no sometime so with that being said guys i have to take a little break and we will be right back after this
All right, Warriors, we are back, and uh, we actually are almost done done with this podcast, uh, Christy and Constance. Uh, I um, I would read off the five fun facts, but as I've been saying on every episode, uh, we I am waiting until the end of the season um, to do that. With the end of the season is coming up. It's going to be next week, Sunday. I'm going to be with my admins, which Constance is one of them. Uh, so, uh, by, this is my favorite episode of all of them. My award, yeah, it, it is pretty awesome. We're on that roller coaster and we are on a ride. Yes, we are just going down and we're going upside down and we're taking loopy loops and stuff you know so yeah we're on that ride uh <laughs> on the last episode so but um but that's when i'll have five fun facts for everybody um uh tomorrow i am with um allison stone whale uh my brother from another mother jeremy covington who was supposed to be with us last saturday uh but didn't yeah. but did not come on um and uh oh jennifer uh lynn grant mercer now she was uh, she's a newbie she was supposed to come on last sunday let's see if she comes on this sunday i'm hoping that she does i i really want to you know hear her opinions about stranger things and i know that she really wanted to be on um so uh hopefully let's pray that she comes on tomorrow guys um but um but yeah uh well since i'm not doing the five fun facts and of course since you know stranger things has been on the air since 2016 uh i don't think that anybody has passed on um from this show i i haven't heard of anybody passing on from the crew to the cast you know i haven't heard of any deaths and uh, you know, I love that. So, um, but um, uh, I, let me go on to um, the group's reactions. I think nobody really, you know, uh, I asked my groupers, uh, hey, everyone, I'm continuing Stranger Things Month on the Horror Movie Warriors podcast. So who was your favorite character in episode five? Who was your least favorite character? And do you guys think Vecna is the coolest villain ever written, like most of my guests? And what's your favorite scene? And what's your least favorite scene? Well, nobody really answered, guys. Uh, and the people who did answer hasn't even seen uh, Stranger <laughs> Things. And that is just so <laughs> ridiculous to me. Well, Ted Whitcomb, he says, I think I saw the first season. I'll have to make an effort to catch more of it on my friend's Netflix. And uh, yeah, you do. I mean, <laughs> I, I don't know what is wrong with people. I mean, guys, <laughs> Stranger Things is so good. And especially, yeah. especially if you love the 80s like mm -hmm. me i am a big 80s baby i'm the biggest yes. 80s person that you'd ever want to meet and uh yeah if you are in love with the 80s please watch this series and not only this series like i've been saying that this series isn't the only series that as actually balances you know the uh the 80s and the modern you know, Cobra Kai is what you need yep. to watch too. You know, so so yes, Stranger Things and Cobra Kai get yes. to watching them, guys. Very very good series. Um, and, and and if you haven't seen the series, what are you listening to my podcast for? Because my, <laughs> because my podcast spills everything. Okay, we spoil yeah. everything. So yeah. yes. <laughs> This is a spoiler-free zone right here, okay? <laughs> so, and that, that goes for every movie that we talk about. Mm -hmm. So, uh, but yeah, so we, we've we actually come to the end of my podcast. Constance and Christy, I thank you guys so much for being here. Uh, today's episode was so much fun. I do yeah. think tomorrow's episode is going to be fun too. Uh, I th think we're even going to go deeper 
into, and I'll probably wind up um, saying this whole scripture again <laughs> tomorrow, <laughs> unless the Lord gives me something else to, um, to talk about, which I hope he does. <laughs> so, but, um, but yeah, guys, that's all she wrote for today. So, so guys, um, until tomorrow, this has been Latrice Carter, Constance Goodrich, and Miss Christy Escu Morris. And we will see you guys later. Bye, guys. Bye. Bye.